It can be a challenge to balance automation and personalization so that your members still feel seen and heard. If done well, your members will be more active in the community and stay around longer. Jen Sherman takes us through the three tactics she uses to increase member retention from the initial onboarding process to the time when members are considering ending their membership. Welcome to The Thriving Community Show, bringing you proven tactics and actionable advice from leading experts and community professionals. We talk about how to create a successful membership business. I'm your host, Philippa Yilstrom. With me here today, I have Jen Sherman, Community Manager at the Advanced Women's Expert Network, the premier networking group for female consultants, coaches, and done-for-you service experts. Originally a school social worker, Jen has leaned into her strengths and experiences and applied her background in understanding people's needs and her passion for being a connector to support this community of women who want to accelerate the growth of their businesses through the power of relationships. Jen has been working at the Advanced Women's Expert Network since its launch in February 2021. And in her time as community manager there, she has taken the community through several phases of growth. For example, how they onboard members into the community, how they support relationships between members through the different types of events they offer, and the introduction of technical applications to support automation, as well as maintaining the personal touch when serving the members. Interestingly, they've gone from a standard membership to a tiered membership system, which gives better options for their members depending on where they are in their businesses. At the time of this recording, there are about 300 members. Today, Jen is going to talk about her top three approaches to making sure members want to stay because they get so much benefit out of the community. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. What a beautiful introduction. You're welcome. So let's start at the top. Yeah. So what is your first three approach that you would like to tell us about? Yeah, absolutely. So we found at the Advanced Women's Expert Network that orientation was one of the most significant impacts to members knowing exactly what to do to jump right into the community and how to get started and make them want to stay. So we found just through our own data collection that the members who were no longer continuing after about three months inside the community were the ones that never attended our orientation. So the first thing that we really needed to change was how often we were having our orientation, which we now have as a regular event on our community calendar, and also just making it a really personalized approach and easy way for people to add it onto their calendar and jump right in and get started. So the first way that we made sure that women were once joining the community were signing up for the orientation, which we stressed um, was an important part of their onboarding, is right on the sales page after they purchase their membership, 
they would be led to a thank you page that had a calendar that only had orientation events. So they could add one onto their calendar right away. Um, Another point I wanted to share is if anyone is looking for a great calendar service for a membership, we have gone through a range of calendars and have finally landed on the platform ad event, which has been really successful for our members. It has a really nice uh, syncing service um, and it makes adding events and being a part of the community really easy. So we have it right there on the thank you page. We have probably six options for members who are just joining to attend an orientation. So that was step one. We really wanted to make sure it was easy for the women who are joining to know when they could attend an orientation. And then step two with those orientation is really making it engaging and personalized and making the attendees feel like they knew after that call exactly what they needed to do next. So rather than just have um, a recorded PowerPoint, and we have both, by the way, I'm going to talk about ways that we automate an onboarding approach and ways that we personalize it. And the way that we automate it is uh, we have the recording right there in our portal. Um, But a lot of women, I feel like, and a lot of members, I say women because our community is predominantly women, but a lot of people I feel like are, they're visual learners. They need to ask questions while they are watching someone give you a tour or watching someone uh, walk you through your next steps. And so that's how we made adjustments with our orientation. I made it a walkthrough of our portal. Um, I paused a lot for questions. I let people just ask questions right as we were going through each section. And then towards the end, I allowed for, I stopped sharing my screen. I allowed for all the attendees to come off mute and give their own personal uh, whys for why they joined the community. And for me, for, and that allowed me to give them personalized feedback for what comes next for them. So if people are sharing that their goal is they wanted to build up their, their networking database, they want to have as many people that they can refer out to or find collaboration opportunities, I'm going to recommend specific events that I think is going to be the most beneficial for their need. Now, I know that there's going to be some people that are um, going on to these events and they want to have a more passive approach. They just want to listen, camera off, mic off, and that's totally fine. And I'll allow those members who don't feel like participating at the time to drop into the chat what their whys are. And so afterwards, I can give specific follow-up in the form of, you know, a type of step-by-step document built around that person's goals and needs. Um, So that's the more personalized touch to an orientation. And the follow-up afterwards is we are constantly um, updating our database. And we use Airtable, by the way. I think that's a a wonderful way to document um, attendance and just overall data. And on our Airtable, we keep track of who is attending orientations. So we do personalized reach outs for anyone who hasn't attended orientation the first, I would say, 21 days of joining the membership and encouraging them to sign up for the next one. And that's why it's so important to have them regularly available. When we first launched the events, we had one orientation probably once a month or every other month. And we just realized it was such an important part for women and our members to really understand where to start, where to go next, because memberships really are choose your own adventure, right? It's not a course where you're given a syllabus of what to do each week. Um, And so giving that personalized guidance and step-by-step approach for our members, we found 
was significant in our retention and um, for the members to get the most benefit from all the offers that we provide in our in our community. So that I can understand it correctly, you said that you were doing a mixture of automation and personalization, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And the automation would be that you have like a PowerPoint presentation or some video on the platform that is guiding them through. Is that what you were meaning by the automation part? Because the it sounded like the actual orientation uh, session is very personalized. And I, and I really, I think it's amazing the way that you listen to their why and are able to give them their personalized first steps directly. That, that must be very powerful. Yeah. So whereabouts is the automation in this? Yeah. So the automation starts right from sign up and the thank you page. So automated is the um, that they are given a calendar to sign up and then the email sequence that comes next. So the next um, 90 days, they're part of an email sequence that is encouraging um, the onboarding process. So that I would say that is the, the automated, um, not as personalized touch because everyone is getting those same emails. And then we will also do direct outreach to those members. Um, and when I say direct, I mean, you know, we have um, t- people on our team who, are saying the person's name, you know, we have in, in those automated emails, sometimes they aren't, you know, that they're not personalized to you because it's, um, it's not sharing any like personalized uh, information about you. So we have people saying, you know, I, I see that you've been a part of the advance for, for two weeks. And we'd love to see you at our orientation. That's going to be led by so-and-so next on this date. And so we can track that um, in a personalized way by keeping track of when members are attending those orientations. Your time and attention are two of your most precious assets. So I'm honored you are using these here with me by listening to The Thriving Community Show. I'm Philippa Yilstrom, your host, advising business owners how to build successful memberships to earn recurring revenue and drive business growth. If you too want the competitive advantage and steady cash flow that building a membership can offer, then head over to my website, philippagillstrom.com. And yes, there are a number of ways to spell Philippa, and my last name is Swedish, so let me spell that for you. P-H-I-L-I-P-P-A-G-I-L-L S-T-R-O-M.com. Let's connect and have a conversation. Okay, okay. This is really lovely. So they're really being helped into the community in many different ways. Mm-hmm. And the, I also like the fact as well that you were allowing people then to write their whys in. Is, is that something then that you write them a direct message afterwards? Um, or are you... Yeah, exactly. So um, with the members who are sharing their whys live, they're getting their feedback right there on the call. But if there's members who are just sharing it in the chat, then they'll get a personalized email afterwards with some suggestions for how to get started. Okay. Wow. That is really a lovely combination that must make people feel so valued and seen and, and appreciated and helped as well in their first steps. They will definitely know what is the first thing to do. Yeah. And I think there's so much to say for automations. I think it's a huge time saver. It's definitely a money saver for businesses. 
But if you can find that right balance between automation and personalization, I think that just makes all the difference. Yes. And you were saying that you had seen as well that doing these orientation has meant that it has increased member retention Mm -hmm. for you. What sort of numbers have you been seeing then before and after? So you were talking about how people would maybe drop off after three months. Yeah. So of the members who canceled, 33% of those members had attended orientation. Um, So the rest had not attended orientation. Okay. Okay. And what is it like now? Is there a difference now that you've improved the orientation and made it more personalized? Are you do you have higher member retention or a um, fewer people um, leaving the community that have also attended the orientation? Yes. Yeah. We're seeing that since we have revamped our orientation, it's very unlikely that those who are canceling are ones who have attended orientation. Oh, that is really interesting. And do you also see that they are in the community for a longer period of time? As you mentioned, this sort of three months at the beginning. Yeah, they're in the membership for longer and also they're more engaged. I see them being more visible. I see them showing up to events more. And I think it's all because they just know how to access what the offers they know where to find. They just simply even the smallest step of subscribing to the calendar or signing up for events or looking for the newsletter, all those things, they no longer, they're no longer questions anymore because they were walked through. Okay. Okay. And it, and it was personal. They got to speak to a human being who's in the team or on the team of the community. And therefore they feel that they also have a connection, a, a better connection. Absolutely. I think that that investment, that personalized investment and that relationship with someone from the team, and there's so much to say about having a relationship uh, with the business owner or with the face of the business, but oftentimes the community team, whether you have one community manager or an engagement manager, and sometimes community managers are made up of multiple people in our company, it's just me. But I feel like that personal relationship has made such an impact and such a significant difference in our, our members' experience because they don't feel like when they're emailing someone that they're just talking to um, a Zendesk or a bot, they actually know who they're getting in touch with and that they're going to be heard and given the, the most uh, knowledgeable response possible because it's someone from the team. And that's, I think that, that a community manager role is just so significant in the business. Interesting. And I'm thinking you were talking about personalization and automation around the orientation process. Could you give us some other examples about how you use this in combination in other areas of the community when I've been a member and I've gone through my orientation? Yeah. So a lot of companies, a lot of online businesses, they'll have, you know, regular um, automated email outreach, you know, whatever, if they're using MailChimp or ConvertKit, and we certainly have that. Um, And then because a community manager and my role specifically is, um, front-facing for events, and I'm seeing members who are very actively engaged, who are coming to the events, who are um, inside of our uh, community, inside of our Facebook group. Um, I'm seeing opportunities, and in in our community, we have um, different tiered memberships, as you explained in your introduction, and, and the different ways that you can engage in the community are offered inside of these tiered memberships. So we call it an upgrade opportunity. Um, So 
even though we have an automated process to upgrade a member, if we see that they're very actively engaged and I think, gosh, they would really benefit from being a part of um, an offered cohort, which is in a higher tier, or they would really benefit from getting some one-on-one coaching calls because you know, I, I've, I've already heard about an area of their business that they've wanted to enhance. And it seems like they're wanting more support, which isn't always offered um, in a membership. So I really think they would benefit from, from a coaching opportunity, which is in a different tier. Because I have that information, I'm not leaving it to just an automated email saying, hey, you've been a part of the membership for three months. Do you want to upgrade to the next tier? I'm really getting some Um, more personalized information about certain members so that I can reach out and say, hey, I've seen you on this event and you shared A, B, and C. And because of that, I really think that this offer in our community would be really beneficial for you. Would you be interested in learning more about what's available for you in this tier? And those upgrade opportunities, when it's just a direct reach out, whether it's email, whether it's DM, is so much more well-received. People just feel taken care of. People feel heard more so than an automated email. And we do get upgrades from automated emails. And that is a huge time saver. One point is that we actually do it around the time of renewal. So when members are part of the community for a year, or uh, we used to do a quarter, those automated emails saying your renewal's coming up. We also have these types of tiers if you're interested in being a part of it. Um, those, you know, would would help. They It would allow for some upgrades sometimes, but I would find that those personalized reach outs, when you really know um, what a person's milestones are that they're wanting to reach, you have a much uh, higher chance of getting someone to be part of the community for longer and really get the, the offers that are going to be the most beneficial for their business. I'm sure the listeners to this podcast are curious about how you moved from a general single membership to the tiered membership that you have. And and I'm certainly curious as well. So Mm -hmm. what was that process? And explain a little bit what the difference is between the tiers, because I imagine as well, there's some people who are building communities and listening to this or have a community already and are maybe considering doing something like this would find this really interesting. Yeah. So it was a really a team decision. And what it came down to is when a member would join, um, it was kind of like drinking out of a fire hose, right? There was just so we have events and we have cohorts that members can be a part of that are like smaller, more intimate groups that you're meeting with regularly every other week. Um, We have the opportunity for you to get some personalized feedback through a Q&A coaching call once a week from experts that we bring in. So, so many different opportunities that may just, people may just want to join um, because it's a predominantly networking community. People may want to join just to jump onto events, um, just to meet the other members, the other women inside of the community so that they can find collaboration opportunities so that they can build their visibility with their businesses. Some people really wanted to have an accountability group. They wanted to be part of a cohort. They can meet with the same women every other week and get brainstorming opportunities for their business. And then some people really wanted coaching calls. And it was, we had two price points for all of these options and people were maybe only taking advantage of parts of it. Um, And so we found that we really needed to break it down and we really needed to offer different price points so that if people were taking advantage of every single opportunity in the membership, they would pay a little bit more. And then if people just wanted to 
attend the events and be a part of a mastermind cohort. They would pay that, that middle fee. And then if people were wanting to only show up to events and be part of a Facebook group um, and have access to the a members-only podcast, then they would pay that the lowest fee that we have. So, so that's how we broke it down. We really just took a look in all of the offers and all of the opportunities that we had inside the community and said, you know, what is of more value? What can we put in like the, the largest tier? And then we just went, kind of went backwards from there. Mm. And what are the results that you're seeing from the point of view of member retention and um... not only retention, but just um, we we do we are launch based, um, and we found that because we have those different options during launches, we were bringing in more members because people could try it out, they could join at the lowest tier, um, and then they could hear more about what the different opportunities would be available to them if they upgraded to other tiers, and then they can move around in the tiers once they were already in. So it's almost like having a a trial period um, because you were able to join at maybe a cost that was more feasible to you in your budget. Okay. Okay. And you said that you are launch-based. So how many times are you launching, for example, during a year? Um, Probably around three times. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then then the members close. So it literally is, we're opening up that. So then we could just, yeah, then we could just love on our members and nurture and just give them the most amazing experience possible. Okay. Okay. This is really interesting. And um, you also are going to be talking about your third tactic. Would you like to introduce that? Sure. So every, I would say everyone in a business knows that when people cancel, there's, there's usual reasons, right? There's whether someone just doesn't have enough time to really commit to Uh, what is involved in being part of the community, or maybe the cost isn't in their budget, or maybe something is happening in their life. Um, Maybe they're having a baby, or maybe they're moving, um, or something amazing is happening in their business. And so they need to focus on what's happening in their business, um, and not so much on participating in, in additional events of whatever community that they are a part of. So whatever business you're running and whatever, um, whatever business style that you have, you get from your feedback results from your, whether you have an exit survey um, or the regular surveys that you're running in in your group, uh, an idea of the typical reasons that people are canceling. And then you can prepare for those to get, to provide some objections for them. Because I think sometimes it's, it's a mindset thing. I think people feel like they can't do all the things. They can't be a part of a community while running a business or, you know, that they, they need to get some uh, mindset uh, shift. And I think that the best way to get that is often from the business owner. Um, so we found that when people were reaching out to us saying they wanted to cancel, we'd simply just ask is why, you know, we wanted to get a better idea of why it was that they were canceling. Um, and then we had probably about six or seven regular reasons that members were canceling. And I shared those reasons with our business owner. And then our business owner created some videos personalized to those specific reasons. Three to five minutes, she shared about why it would still be beneficial to be part of the community despite, you know, A, B, and C, whatever they shared. And members were really feeling heard. And a lot of members writing us back and saying, you know, I really needed to hear that. Like, thank you for, for giving me that objection because I realized that I can do both or I do still need to build relationships and feel a part of a community and um, foster these these meaningful relationships while I'm doing these other things in my life. 
Um, and I think that that is a great way to balance a personalized, and I, I know I keep harping on it, but a personalized and an automated approach because we're not just simply letting people cancel if we feel like they would still really benefit from being a part of the community. This is really fascinating. I like that idea of, of six different videos. Do they then get to choose which video they would like to listen to that they feel most called to when they're in the process? No, it's actually given by our team. So we hear, we, we, that's why we ask them, um, why is it they're canceling? And then because we know we have these videos in our, our database, um, we can pick and choose that we'd say, okay, based on what we're hearing from this member, this member is having a baby. And we have a video about members having a baby. And so we can share that video about how you'll still have your support team and maybe you'll need to step away. Um, but we've had other members in our community who have, you know, been on maternity leave, but have still wanted to attend events and meet other members. And that's just one of the reasons um, that we've been able to provide this video. So it is based off of what someone shares with us. And we just share one specific video back. Oh, great. Okay. So they get some feedback and, oh, I love that. That's really interesting. Okay. Let's recap the three tactics you shared with us today, Jen. Number one, you are using a combination of automation and personalization when you are orientating and getting people on board. The orientation sessions you've improve through this process and you've really noticed that it's making a greater impact and helping members get started and stay in the community. And then you also, through the work that you're doing in the community, by being very present, you also are able to share opportunities to other members when you feel that it would be a perfect time for them to upgrade as you have this tiered membership within this community. And then finally, how you are dealing with objections when people are thinking of leaving the community, that you have, again, a selection of videos that is really talking to the pain or the reason that the person is thinking about as being why they want to leave. So I like all of this combination of automation and personalization all the time to really, really keep your members feeling seen and heard and wanting to stay in the community. Thank you so much, Jen, for sharing all of this with us today. If people would like to get in contact with you, where would they do that? Yeah, you can get in touch with me at uh, community at advancedexpertnetwork.com. Um, that is, um, I'm the face and the person behind our community email. Um, and if you want to learn more about our community, you can go to advancedexpertnetwork.com. Okay. And I'm going to ask you, did you want to share your LinkedIn as well? Or is that, you know, I'm opening up because some people do. Oh, sure. Um, and my LinkedIn is Jennifer Sherman. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jen. It's been a huge pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much. I hope that what I shared is helpful for other community managers. And it was wonderful chatting with you today. Thank you so much. And that wraps up another broadcast of The Thriving Community Show brought to you by InfoStack, the number one discount bundle site on the internet, helping you get hold of premium collections of tools, training, and resources so you can achieve your goals while saving up to 99% off the retail price. And that, my friends, seems like a pretty good deal to me. 
Find out more at infostack.io. Remember too that when you buy from Infostack for the first time, use the special discount only you get for being a thriving community show listener. Click on the link on the podcast episode page. And when you check out, you will get 10% off your first purchase. The bundles they put together are already ridiculously cheap. And now you get another 10% off. Be sure to head over to infostack.io. They release about two new bundles a month and have the occasional flash sale too. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a raving review and share what you learned. It really helps to spread the word about this podcast so more businesses and entrepreneurs can use the power of community and create greater impact in the world. And finally, if you need help building and growing your community and membership site and earning recurring revenue so you can spend your time on what matters most to you, head on over to philippagillstrom.com. Let's have a chat and uncover what you can create moving forward. That's it for this episode. Breathe in deeply. Pause for a second. And now go be fabulous you.